I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So just as an announcement here at the top, I wanted to let you guys know that I will be starting the Ron DeSantis announcement Twitter with Elon Musk situation just minutes after I am done recording this episode. I am rushing from this to that. So it will be covered in tomorrow's episode, but I can tell you a couple things right here off the bat. He has formally filed to run for president in 2024. If you follow us on social media, you've already seen those announcements. But um, obviously him formally filing was a big deal. And then also I have already heard as I was jumping on to record that there have been glitches already with Twitter. And I don't know if it's being crashed from so many people watching it or something along those lines. But there have been technological issues already. So anywho, I will definitely keep you guys posted on all the ins and outs and how this shit goes down in tomorrow's episode. Okay, so we do have two sort of little mini stories, little tiny ones. So first up, it is the one year anniversary or yesterday was the one year anniversary of the Uvalde shooting. So I just wanted to kind of commemorate that because obviously Our country is still struggling with the issue of guns and mental health and how to solve these recurring mass shootings that we are experiencing and not much has been done. And I really want to remember the children who died because of the inaction of our leaders. And at the end of the day, we have to implore our leaders to make changes in order to get anything done. So I want to encourage you guys to call your leadership and tell them how you feel about this subject in honor of these children who were lost a year ago. And then Alex Murdaugh pled guilty to 22 counts in relationship to the housekeeper, Gloria, who was killed on his property. So there are a lot of different charges there, but surmise it to say he pled guilty to everything related to that issue. And next up, we'll go ahead and get into our longer stories for the day. So first up, of course, Tina Turner passed away yesterday, or at least it was announced yesterday, at the age of 83. So we have to go over the legendary career of Tina freaking Turner. So I dove into her career a little bit to educate myself as well so I could cover her life and story and try to do it justice. Let's get into it. So Tina Turner was a rock and roll singer. She was American born, but eventually she was Swiss nationalized, which I thought was really cool. She was so formative to the genre of rock and roll and soul that Mick Jagger even told the press that he took his inspiration from her, especially her live performances. 
She was truly a rock and roll girl, a mix of mystery, melancholy, ferocity, and flirtation. Her costumes were epic, you guys. Oh my gosh. If you don't know much about her, definitely just Google her costumes and go straight to the images tab. She performed for interracial crowds, which at the start of her career was a big deal, a big draw, and actually a big moneymaker. Tina was also in a pretty infamously abusive relationship with her late husband, Ike Turner, who you may have repeatedly heard references to in rap songs. Distastefully, if you ask me, domestic abuse isn't a cute, catchy line. She didn't deserve those references, but I digress. The couple did have four children together, though, two of which, unfortunately, have since passed away. The oldest died by suicide in 2018, and the youngest died of colon cancer just last year. After working with Ike for many years, Tina struck out on her own with an album called Private Dancer, and it did really well. There have been three memoirs written about her life, a biopic made, a documentary, and even a musical, again, all about her life. She won a total of seven Grammys. Her song, What's Love Got to Do With It, spent three straight weeks at the number one spot on the Billboard charts. She married her second husband, Erwin Bach, in 2013. When they met, he was 30 years old and she was 47. They kept their relationship largely out of the spotlight, but she did speak out about how he allowed her space in their relationship to shine and to really be herself wholeheartedly. They first met actually at an airport, and they both say that it was love at first sight. He had previously worked as an executive producer in the music industry. He is German-born, and the two of them together bought a $74 million home in Switzerland together right on Lake Zurich. Oh my gosh, guys, the pictures of that as well. Definitely worth a Google and a slide over to the images tab. It's epic. She had been sick for a long time, though, unfortunately, with intestinal cancer, and she had even had a kidney transplant back in 2017 um, in relationship to that sickness. According to a spokesperson, she died peacefully at her home in Switzerland. We are wishing her family healing during this time. Rest in peace, Tina. And next up for today is Jeff Bezos engaged. So how would you pop the question if you were a billionaire? Turns out Jeff Bezos opted for opulent. He proposed to his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, in Cannes during the illustrious film festival on his $500 million yacht. Yeah. So if you thought Tina Turner's $74 million home was a pretty penny, it's got nothing on Jeff Bezos. And this is not even related to the engagement, but this yacht apparently has a wooden sculpture of Lauren Sanchez on the front of it, like on the outside part, like on the prow of the boat, like where you'd usually see like a mermaid and she kind of looks mermaid-esque. It's very meta and it supposedly represents new beginnings to this couple. According to Lauren, the couple are pretty attached at the hip. They travel together, they work out together, and they work together on all of their various projects. 
They seem very happy and hopefully together they can take some of that wealth or most of it would be even better and use it to make the world a better place. Congratulations, though, to this newly engaged couple. Also, yet another thing you guys should Google, her ring looks gorgeous and not as crazy as I would have expected in a good way. I think it's it's perfect. So anyway, take a look at that and enjoy pictures of that yacht too. And now we're going to head over to Russia and discuss there is a group of Russians, you guys, who have taken up the Ukrainian cause. Yes. So there are now Russians who are so pissed off at the Kremlin, they're not just going to be protesting and then get thrown in jail. They feel so trapped under Putin's thumb that they have turned against their own country and are fighting on behalf of Ukraine. They have been left with no voice and no options within their own government to protest this war, so they have taken matters into their own hands. These fighters have made moves to divert the current Russian troops away from the front lines. They have exploded these defense factories that basically supply the Russian troops, and they don't seem to be slowing down. Ukraine says that it hasn't had any involvement with these troops or what they're doing. The Russian government is, of course, twisting this as an excuse to justify their continued aggression against Ukraine. The group calls themselves the Free Russia Legion, and part of their mission is to force Russia to see that it actually has a very long border with Ukraine that leaves them vulnerable to attacks as well. And they also want the Kremlin to recognize that there is no such thing right now as a unified Russia. His own citizens are teaming up to fight against him in battle. And that's got to hurt. The last thing I want to tell you on this subject, though, again, right before I hopped on here, I saw a headline to the effect of basically confirming that the attack on the Kremlin, meaning like where Putin lives, was actually done by Ukraine and the New York Times put out this headline. I don't know exactly how this has been verified, but if you guys remember that story, his residence was actually physically attacked by a drone and that's what the Russians were saying, but it was hard to tell like who exactly had sent this drone. The Ukrainians said it wasn't us, but it seemed like it was them. Anywho, Supposedly, according to the New York Times, it has been confirmed that some branch of Ukraine did commit this attack. So I'll definitely have more details on that for tomorrow's episode because I feel like this is an important aspect of what's going on um, and stands to kind of further destabilize Putin's mental health. And that for today is the news du jour. Today, I want to leave you guys with the quote, There is sacredness in tears. They are not the mark of weakness. They are messengers of overwhelming grief and unspeakable love. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media. 
You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, 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 oh.